This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Gershiola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello, everybody out there, every disaster diva among you. It is I, your co-host on the Disaster Pod, Jordan Cruciola. And it's me, Amanda Smith, which actually, hold on, Jordan, I get to say it. It's me, Austin Film Festival drama screenplay winner, Amanda mm-hmm. Smith. Woo! I, I just realized this is the first podcast um, I get to say that on. Look yeah. at that. She yep. has Hell a yeah. big trophy. <laughs> She has a large, heavy trophy. It looks very heavy. Yeah, it's it's, shockingly large. It could (laughs) it could act as a self-defense item (laughs) in the event that it was necessary. You needed such a thing. That was what people kept. They're like, oh, what are you going to do with it? But they kept on asking me that. And I was like, I'm going to keep it by the front door and use it as a weapon for intruders instead of my baseball (laughs) bat. Um, (laughs) And generally speaking, I got like polite smiles and confused looks from the other writers when I would say that. So, you know. Did really well at that at the conference, uh, making new friends. <laughs> did really well. Was I a did, hit. I yeah. do think, Amanda, that you should set yourself up like a because because you you tend throughout the pandemic you've kind of had a bit of like a sort of ad hoc Zoom setup where it's just you on your couch, you know, in the living room or whatever. I think yeah. you staged a backdrop that had the trophy prominently displayed, you know, like under a spotlight or something. I think that's I think that's a good move from now on. That way, anytime I might just meeting. make it my Zoom background. <laughs> there you go. Like that might. Yeah. Just be that seems like a good point. idea. Yeah. Just put the picture of me holding the trophy, looking absolutely manic with all the other award winners up there. Oh, yeah, that'll be perfect. Hell yeah. Well, Jordan. Yep. What are we watching today? What are we Thank talking God. about? Thank God. Disaster yes. Girls is back with more coverage of NBC's La Brea. Tens of people have asked us for this for this coverage. Tens so. of people uh, NBC being very rude, not reaching out to thank us. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we covered episodes one and two in, in our last episode, actually, that went up. And now we're doing them two at a time. So now we've got three and four to bring to you. Five is currently uh, is the most recent episode. So once we get to five and six on that, we will be able to come at you with a third. But for right now, episodes number three, number four, we are talking about La Brea starring Natalie Z. And Zira Gorecki and uh, other TV actors doing the, doing the work. We are in 10,000 BC in yep. one frame. We are in the present day of Los Angeles. Well, it's 10,000 BC Los Angeles in one. And then it's present day Los Angeles in the other. And this show is giving you information constantly. It is. It is a show that we're basically it's like we're going to give you one or two things, either prehistoric creatures or exposition. And I love it for it. This is me too. This is what I'm here for. Just give me characters telling each other just information that they need or don't need. Asking each other open questions that can lead to more information about their backstories. Yeah. Finding out what it was about Berlin that appealed to uh, (laughs) to the one guy so much. Yeah, we have a we we've learned uh, that. So the... well, wait, let's catch real quick, quick summary right. of where we were last. So <laughs> yeah. just to catch you guys up on where we are, 10th, we're in mid Wilshire, a sinkhole, a giant sinkhole opens up 
half of a family plummets into as well as the Peterson Museum and yep, the Auto Museum, the Auto the Museum, hole. and most of the rest of Wilshire for several blocks. Yes, um, and but not my house. Not fortunately, not Jordan. Yeah, the big hole does not encapsulate my house. That's what really matters. And then, <laughs> yeah, although I honestly, so. Jordan, this whole crew could have used you. Let's I be think real so. here. You, would I think be so, invaluable in this situation. I agree. Um, so where we last left everybody, um, Gavin, the dad who's up above ground, who in you know present day, right. who's been having visions, has just been informed that there is in fact a way to get back into the hole using a magic plane. Um, and in 10,000 BC, you've got Eve, the mom. Yeah, who, Eve, Eve God. Shock, yes, well, you know, look, <laughs> look Jordan. <laughs> you don't go to the Ice Age for nuance. No, that you don't. And I don't tune until... in for nuance. No, we don't. I am loving. Nuance. I know what you did last summer. The TV show on Prime. I am not here for nuance. Absolutely not. There, if there's one thing that anybody could say about either of us, it's that we absolutely can't stand and pretty much lack nuance, both of us, <laughs> yeah. to a large degree. Yeah, but, I would say so. I would say that 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 could be a critique that has been led with me. <laughs> um, so Natalie Z, who is uh, Eve, is down in 10,000 BC with a ragtag yes. group of people, mm-hmm. and uh, they're just trying to figure out how to survive. So now we bring us to episodes three and four. Yeah, we've also got there's a there's a community settled in this area already. One of them, the only one we've seen, really, maybe it's leader. Maybe we don't know. He wears a a a soft fur jacket with a fully embroidered red handprint on the back. The red handprint that continues to be it pops up every now and again. It lets us know like there are other people. People are watching the newbies who have arrived. Um, And we, we my. It's going to be hard to top this for things happening in the show for me. We get a homespun spinal tapping operation. Yeah. In episode three. What an incredible. Yes. Let's just jump right into everything about that on the reality index. I think there's (laughs) no show that there's no there's no property that has lent itself better to the reality index than this. No. Yeah. The dad. I don't know. I yeah. think his name Military is Sam. veteran doctor dad. Yeah. He does all the things. He's fallen during a, uh, a saber-toothed tiger attack. He fell down yeah. a mountain and injured his back. And now his pre-med daughter must perform a spinal tap on him to remove the excess fluid so he isn't paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah. She's like, you said it was a bruise. He's like, well, I, it was. It, it sw- there's been swelling in the night. And now there's fluid uh, pushing on my spine. If it doesn't get relieved soon, I'm going to be paralyzed. And she's like, dad, I wasn't even pre-med. I dropped out. He's like, it's okay. I'll talk you through it. And he's Mm -hmm. like, it's a simple procedure. You guys, spinal taps, simple procedure. Why aren't we doing them at home? He's like, don't worry. That med kit that Eve got from the ambulance, it'll have everything you need in it. How well stocked are ambulances as a thing I want to know at this point in time? Because I'm like, I feel like we're going to keep leaning on that med kit when it's only so big. And then and so daughter is tasked with, you know, sticking this needle in her dad's back and drawing out X six cc's of excess fluid, as he tells her. But here's the thing. Spinal taps, famously extremely painful. I don't remember when and how. Well, the Jordan, stoner with the history degree found say, the drugs. I was going to say, let's go. Let's stop for a moment. Let's just pause it and say when they realize that 
they were going to have to perform a spinal tap. And the stoner was right there. Did you not think he was going to offer a hit off of his vape pen? I was like, oh, he's would that not be like, how are we going to do this? He's like, wait a minute. I have an idea. I was like, oh, he's got edibles. He's got edibles. Yeah, we're going to solve this. It's Los Angeles in 2021. Who doesn't have weed on them at all times? He started the uh, his whole entire character. when We meet him is I'm high. Yeah, that I'm too high. I smoked too much. And now I'm hallucinating with with the marijuana. Yeah. But no, no, we had Chekhov's, we had Chekhov's heroin instead. <laughs> yeah, he shows up. He just enters the frame with a bag, with a bag of heroin, with a bundle, a brick of heroin. Did, so he did much it early. Heroin. I don't requ- I do not remember him finding this in an earlier episode. Am I forgetting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He finds it in the trunk of the car. Okay, yeah. In like yeah. the first episode. Oh, okay. And- He's like, who is this? Oh, my God. We got to we got to close the car door like trunk. We got to close. Right. Okay. 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 I would say that maybe you don't need to show up to the surgery with six kilos of heroin with with so much heroin. He brought all the heroin. (laughs) He showed up with as much heroin to that spinal tap as I showed up to our friend Sarah's baby shower with desserts. With dessert, with tiny cupcakes. Tiny cupcakes. I made like 90 tiny cupcakes. That's yeah. how, which is excessive for someone's baby shower that's going to have like 20 to 30 people. Too. Yeah, that is true. But yeah, I think it, it was really... an ex- that they were small cupcakes, but it did seem like an excessive quantity of dessert. And likewise, this seemed like, I, I don't know heroin measurements, but I assume just a pinch is enough. I, I'm going to say like, uh, like as much a pinch. Like yeah. when when we watch in the movies and on the shows, people taking heroin um, when they are injecting it, it is it's a little bit on a spoon that gets cooked and turned into a liquid and then injected. A pinch seems yeah. sufficient. And he's like, I'll bring it all. <laughs> I'll bring it all. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> he didn't he didn't want the rest of the heroines to feel left out. So, yeah, I don't this- want I don't know what dad's tolerance is. So I'll bring more than I need. <laughs> And he's like, I, and there's a, like a dumb moment where he's like, heroin used to be used for, for like medicine. And the, yeah. the, the daughter's like, well, where'd you read that? It's like, young lady, cocaine used to be used in hospitals. I'm sure heroin was used. It for was, it's morphine. It was, no it's, shit. Um, like, it's what's it called? Shit. It was, um, they always talk about fucking morphine basically in romance novels. Um, oh, 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 oh like, you know, laudanum, 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 yes. Laudanum, the thing that fucking killed Wyatt Earp's wife in Tombstone, ladies and gentlemen. Like, yeah, a yeah. lot of this shit has quote unquote medicinal background. And then it, everybody realized they like getting high and they got addicted. So it became an illicit recreational drug. So but also you we learn found that? better, like, we you're found being better an asshole drugs. right now, young woman. You're being an yeah. asshole and an idiot. For somebody who hasn't even, who dropped out of pre-med, she sure has a big (laughs) chip on her shoulder about how much medicine she knows. And by the way, with pre-med, this is one of my favorite like TV fallacies. Right. You don't take a single goddamn medical class. Like, no, pre-med means you're getting like your general requirements out of the way in order to enter med school, right? Yeah, you take like chemistry and biology and maybe some physio stuff. Yeah, you take OCHEM. Like I I am as qualified as a geologist <laughs> to do the spinal tap as she was. Right. Yeah. And he's like, and so, so they, they, they dose dad. Oh, he gets, <laughs> he gets, so reality index. And I realize Jordan, there is a reason that they do this and it's for the dramatic moment, but right. are you not also yelling at your screen? Just use the notes app. <laughs> 
or like, let's just talk this through, talk through it once ahead of heroin. (laughs) Like it's like, it really was very few steps. Mm -hmm. And then he like, like he gets, he's heroined. They've, they've got him Mm -hmm. and he's laying there on his side. And then obviously he just starts nodding off. Yeah. And then, but he tells her, he's like, you know, push it through my muscle. When you hear the pop, I don't know how loud that pop is. They really make it loud for the show. Like that means you made it put the syringe, like plug the, the plunger into the needle and pull out six cc's of fluid. And that, and then he's like, before you, and then he nods off, but that doesn't, she's like, wait, before I, what, before I, what, it doesn't seem he actually omitted any information. That was a completely false cliffhanger. She didn't (laughs) need to know anything else. And then like he's napped out on heroin. They'd get the fluid out. And then she's walking back and forth around the bus. Like, Oh my God, he's, is he going to wake up? Is he going to wake up? It's like, yes, he's going to wake up. He's, he's on heroin. Like, yes, the spinal tap didn't kill him. He is going to wake up, but he has to sleep off the heroin <laughs> so wait like just if is he gonna wake yes yeah i mean you would know like was, if he had od'd already and he that was didn't. yeah you would you would have figured that out really quick if this was a pro if this was a bigger problem than it was yeah gonna be. it'd yeah. be kind of ugly like yeah it wouldn't nobody would be wondering did we overdose him like you would get it pretty quickly and so when she's like if he wakes up it's like just wait for the drugs to wear off. And then like our stoner guy has like gone and buried the drugs again. But right. mind you, he's 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 accessed the drugs without the knowledge of the guy whose drugs they are, the son of the bitch lady cop who's there. And we that gets planted. So of course, you know that those two are going to run afoul of each other later mm-hmm. on, which again, of course, yes, they do. They but do. Like, because again, the show does not stop with the plot. So it happens immediately in episode four, thank God. It happens immediately. We've got we've got mom, lady cop mom and drug carrier son fighting. We've got a mysterious English therapist guy who was going to kill himself in the woods, totally outing those two when they're fighting. And he's like, we're following your mom. And he's like, how did you know it's my mom? And he's like, nobody fights like family. So these people are doing a fucking terrible job of obscuring any information about themselves a British handsome guy who was going to like commit suicide in the woods also is still asking really probing emotional questions to Natalie Z's character without getting, giving her anything Anything in in return. return. So uh, we've, we've got plot one. We've known each other for 15 minutes and he's like, you know, it wasn't your fault about your daughter. It's like, yeah, we're here. We're here now. We still don't know what's going on until like what entirely is her fault with her daughter. And somehow no. he's making these assessments like they've spent some <laughs> yeah. time. They have he he has put his billable hours in. Yeah, we've yeah. got this. He's a therapist. He is putting the billable hours in that believable. So he's we've got that side plot. What we haven't touched upon yet, which was potentially just set me up to be like, this is going to be the best episode ever made in human history. <laughs> The episode opens basically mm-hmm. with everybody in line for food because the traffic oh, yeah. cop has decided that she is the traffic cop of also food now. Yes. And so she has gathered all the food up. She has put it on a blanket and she's just dispensing it with no a logic or reason. It is so when she's like, here's your or, item. And she gives him just like a bag of just t- a chips. fucking bag. I was like, oh, she must have made little little bundles for everybody yeah. like here's your ration of like the fruit the starch the mm-hmm. whatever we have no she's just 
handing an item out at a time to a person. And the cop just gets a bag of tortilla chips. Just a bag of chips. And and like there's no nobody asks questions. Nobody's like, what am I supposed to do with a bag of tortilla (laughs) chips in 10,000 BC? No one even blinks they're just like yeah this is how food distribution yeah, works one guy's emergency. mad that he has to like hand over his baby ruth but nobody yeah. says there's a better way to do this yeah. nobody yeah. and also dude like i would be pissed too about having to hand over my baby ruth given that the administration of the food is apparently done at complete random yeah like, why can't he have the baby ruth With and nothing no else? regard for sustainable nutritional like no disbursement among the populace and hey doesn't last long anyway because some megafauna shows up and fucks up the plan i do want to say that i do kind of think that the traffic cop taking all the food and doing a poor job redistributing it could be a what is this really about about the inefficiency of having the police state (laughs) handle all 911 calls just saying it could be about how in any era of existence yeah 911 the police should not be sent out for mental health problems for domestic violence issues mm-hmm. or to ration out food in 10,000 BC just saying and i love that the animal that appro- i'm pretty sure it's, oh, it's a giant it's sloth. sloth i was it's, and we, it gives waiting us the scope. for a giant sloth it's back grazes a mm-hmm. street sign that is mm-hmm. hanging to give you a sense of how huge this sloth is like a street sign that would have been hanging from like, like a stoplight pole. Yeah. And this animal's back touches the bottom of it. And it's this just was... like, it's like the, uh Oh, don't leave your food out for bears. Well, the same thing happens. And the this giant sloth is coming to fucking clean up. Yeah. I mean, it's was, had all day. That was maybe bigger than any giant ground sloth has ever been. Uh, just putting that, that out was there. The size of a semi truck. It yeah. was, huge huge yeah it was just like they have like the giant statues at the la brea tar pits exhibit they're like the size of a of a common bear now yeah which is huge for a sloth but it's not the size of of a fucking house yeah i mean they could have even been moose sized and it still would have been like smaller than this moose size would have been smaller than this particular ground sloth i don't care yeah, I don't care. Did not. I was I was just mad we didn't get more. Yeah. I wanted ground sloth chaos. I yeah, I, I thought it could have done more rummaging. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't have been a threat to the people, really. Like it's it, so it could have just kept fucking up camp. And yeah. I would have been happy about it. I would have been thrilled with it. And especially because, like, you know, it's a ground sloth. Have it just flop over, have it just cause chaos, havoc. You know, they burrow. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they found ground sloth burrows that are like 10 feet high and 10 feet in diameter. Like humans can walk through it standing upright. So we could have just like started burrowing. Yeah. And that would have made sense. And it would have been a whole thing and it would have been missed opportunity. Hell yeah. Yeah, Missed opportunity. They they found these giant ground sloth caves or burrows and like the walls you can see where their claw marks are on the walls. Oh God, those claws would, those claws those would claws, be like the size of my forearm. Yeah. No, like those, those claws are horrifying. Sloth claws in the present are a shocking length in proportion to their little sloth bodies. Mm-hmm. So like the size of those claws, they would be nightmare talons, even yeah. just walking. It'd be so cool. And in the meantime, we have a pilot 
gonna fly the magic plane right. <laughs> into the hole. And that pilot happens to they, they they're not gonna send dad because they're like your psych report's not good you haven't flown in ages i um, which i thought that's why they brought him into that hangar by the way Did uh, that's you what also i thought he was for i yeah, didn't think I was it was very also confused. i didn't think it was just for them to be like so the visions huh like yeah it, it, that was it like i thought he was going to be their guy but then when they say he can't fly he's like well i'm gonna one other person and it's his best friend and guess what we find out in this episode his best friend used to fuck his wife yeah so, like this is after he has had the visions, he gets like discharged, the marriage is falling apart. Um, Izzy, there, there's been the car wreck. Izzy has lost her leg. The family's in disarray. And we find out that mom blames herself for Izzy's accent because she wasn't there because she was stepping out with Uncle Levi. Yeah, Uncle Levi, like reality index, I would also take Uncle Levi over uh, dad Gavin any day like Uncle especially Levi if is... dad gavin is being emotionally absent alcohol abusing like can't be present for the fam like you know yeah. what she has needs she yeah. needs support and you weren't I, there i you were there but don't... you weren't there so yeah. guess guess who was uncle levi yeah uncle and levi is really hot that's he's what really, really is hot. important here uncle levi's uh, uncle levi's very handsome and he he's could, got... and he clearly loves the kids he's good yeah. with the kids and, you know, he doesn't have visions of 10,000 BC. So that was also probably <laughs> yeah. really appealing to her at the time. And he and we find out that he's been off the scene because it was all. But he is at the end of the day, handsome as he is. He's a fucking guy. He's a man. And so he was like, it's all too much. He put in for a transfer to a base in Germany, leaves all them behind. He's like, I thought it'd be easier. There's like he he goes into the hole with the magic plane everybody and his plane explodes but he survives of course so there's a reunion between eden and him even him eden (laughs) there's a reunion between eve and levi and she's like wow it really sucked when you left and he's like oh i thought it'd be easier if i left because of everything going on with uh gavin and she's like it wasn't yeah it's like well that's that that which reality index i fully believe that a man would think that that's easier and that conversation being felt like very real, very real, despite the fact that it's like, yeah, what she was really waiting for in that moment was to be abandoned by the other man in her life. Yeah. The After only, being like emotionally be abandoned, abandoned the, the one way man. and then physically abandoned by another. That's that's what a woman loves in yeah. a time of, of stress. Effectively being left once again to be a single parent in mm-hmm. a marriage that's falling apart and leave, you know, with her kids who are attached to Uncle Levi having to like more in the loss of this guy as he goes and leaves while their home life is in disarray. So at the end of it, Levi was a real fucking dude about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It was a disappointing turn from Levi. But before <laughs> yeah. Levi before Levi gets to, because so Levi pilots the plane, that's like our little subplot thing. And he yeah. become, that becomes way more, like, I don't know how they thought the plane was going to make it through the electricity field thing. No. Not sure, not real clear on what all of Dr. Nathan's plans are up top side. Yeah. But meanwhile, we've got, so after the giant ground sloth has eaten everything, Eve and the British therapist have to go out hunting for food because it has finally occurred to people that maybe they need to start finding food in this wild environment. Yeah. That maybe, maybe a a cab's not going to come by and pick them up. Yeah. Um, And that the, their food distribution system is lacking to begin with. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
so they decide to finally just learn how to hunt. And going back to Jordan, the part where you're saying about how the, um, the therapist is always asking like deeply probing questions. Yeah. I, I'll suspend my disbelief a lot. (laughs) I will not suspend my disbelief so far that anybody would think it's weird that Eve knows how to set a hair, like a snare. Yeah. Like where, where does an office manager learn how to do that was the question. And I got to say, I don't feel like that is something that, that those two things are mutually exclusive. No. And also like you have, you've been the only one with her pretty much every step of the way as she has gone away from camp and tried to like solve problems and find things. I think it's pretty clear by now she's capable here. Like we're all figuring our shit out, but she's capable here. And like, it's like, it's a question. It's a really condescending question for someone to ask who's not setting up a rabbit trap. Yeah. Like, Oh, where does an office manager learn to do that? It's like, can you contribute anything? Why are you giving me the fucking third degree right now? Yeah, it, it gets asked in a way that the same way that like if we were watching a spy movie and the <laughs> person who doesn't know that the main character is a spy is like, wait, how does an accountant know how to assemble an AK-47 <laughs> from parts? Right. I felt very much like that. And I was like, I just I mean, I've seen a Looney Tunes episode. I know how to set a box snare like you right, set a yeah. trap. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's not the most advanced engineering she could do no. out in the forest. I do love that she was like basically an Eagle Scout. Like not really, but she was like, yeah. oh, I grew up like this and my dad wanted boys. So it's like, I'm glad. I love it when we get like the woman's the capable one. I still really mm-hmm. enjoy that. I like that detail of like, she's a secret survivalist. That's always fun. Um, I find myself like, I almost have like face blindness with her son. Like yeah. I can never remember who he, like anything he does. He doesn't do much that's particularly relevant, but he does look a lot like Cole Sprouse. And he, it, yes, and he is rapidly recovered from that thing that was going to kill him mm-hmm. six hours ago. The recovery time on him being healed from the goring wound from the other megafauna we saw before, um, he was on death's fucking door. Yeah. And now he's like, He's not even sore. He is up and at him. That's how that works, Jordan. Come that on, you know that's, that. If works. you if you get really sick really fast, you heal super fast as well. Your body <laughs> yeah. just processes it really quickly. That's medical. In I mean, maybe you were we heal faster. You might not be pre med, Jordan. That's why you don't know these things. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. I was a J school student. I was a journalism student. I can't yeah. know. And yeah. when leave, I love like this. This show's relationship with injuries is so funny. Like dad like military dad oh my my back is bruised it's like i feel like like i believe that the swelling overnight would have been a problem but mm-hmm. also like the idea that you would have had that mobility until you were paralyzed fuck i don't know but then at the same time levi pilot ejector seats from his crashing plane and he cuts himself free of the tree he's in and he's walking around with the the people who find him and he stumbles at one point she's like are you okay and he's like oh, i cut my arm like when i ejected from the plane and they're met there for for a scant line of dialogue they're acting like he is bleeding out and he holds up his arm and it's like i mean yeah he is bleeding but we're not he's not actively like it is in no way actively losing blood when we see it and it doesn't it looks like a surface wound but then like she puts a wrap on it and it's like oh well he's bounced back he's recovered Mm -hmm. and then boy gets near goddamn terminal injury with creeping infection fear of sepsis and then they're like whoo we put that elixir on it and he is an x-man he's fucking out 
He's ready to go. I love it. I, I, love I mean, it. I can't wait for for the doctor dad to be like f- doing some sort of hop from tree to tree in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, he's because using he's a, a golf club as a cane currently. Yeah, but he's going to be doing he's going to be doing like Olympic events. Two yeah, episodes he'll be, from now. He'll be out running all of the animals in no time. <laughs> yeah, he will be faster than before. Yeah. So when they were at the, everyone was standing around and after the giant sloth eats all the food. Yes. <laughs> One moment that I didn't realize hadn't been widely accepted by the survivors. Mm. I did not realize they hadn't all accepted that they were in 10,000 BC until that moment. Right, right. There is and the moment where hot, where Stoner Boy, who is like a bio, biological historian or something like that, he's yeah. like, that's the giant sloth. He's like, this confirms my theory that we're in like 10,000 BC. And everyone is suddenly like, no. No, that's impossible. And, like, and like, I get the, I get that that's a big leap, but like, Natalie Z is quickly like, Listen, I know it's crazy, but like it's true. And you see that fucking weird Aurora Borealis light in the sky. We all came through here. And it kind of here's the thing that that gets me is it it kind of seems like people are like, okay, I guess. Like yeah, it's, it's scary, but it's weird. But then Levi, when he shows up later, he's like talking to Eve and he's like, guess what I've learned? Your husband's visions. They were real all along. He was seeing this place. He saw you here. That's how he knew you were alive. That's why they sent me. He 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 has been seeing this place all these years. That the, the visions have not been hallucinations. He's not losing his mind. He doesn't need to be medicated. Like this has been real. And she's like, no, I can't believe it. It's like Eve, you're in ten thousand BC. That's the I think thing. we have ripped the bandaid off of no. I don't believe that. That's really Eve. Yeah. I I am so ready to like I I won't question anything, but I will question all of them questioning their current existence. I'm yes. sorry. If you, you plummet from off. like you plummet from a sinkhole in the middle of Wilshire into a grassy field, <laughs> and even without the bright shiny light. <laughs> Even without the weird Aurora shiny light, you know, and then all of a sudden giant animals come roaming through eating my shit. Yeah. Look, there's one of two things. I'm assuming I'm dead. Yeah. And God, God dead. has a yeah. weird sense of humor, but like that's the only way I could have landed after plummeting through. Cause they obviously you have to remember that fall. Like you remember yeah. that you were falling into nothing and then you into landed nothing. somehow. And here you are. Yeah. I. Honestly, 10,000 BCE to me would be more believable than you've died and you're in heaven, but heaven has the has the Peterson Museum. In it. <laughs> but the Peterson Museum fell with you, came yeah. with you. Like, honestly, I would assume 10,000 BCE in pretty much any situation like this over any other plausible explanation people could give me because there's nothing else. And yeah, and, that's see, and that's where I'm at. Like with, with things like that, it's kind of like a, I, my, my thing is it's sort of the same thing with like ghosts and shit. I'm like, I mean, why not? Yeah. Like why, why not? Like reality's fucked up. You guys, why couldn't this happen? And honestly, what is the harm in believing it? Like you're yeah. here, like either whether you accept that it's 10,000 BC or not, you still don't know how to get home. Yeah. You still like, it doesn't change. It, it almost 
doesn't change your circumstance that much because clearly, even if you are in 10,000 BC, that's not like, oh, someone's probably not going to fly overhead with a helicopter and find us though in the show, maybe they might. It still means that like you got here somehow. So there is still kind of as much hope that you could get back because if a door exists, you can still go through it maybe somehow. But I just like the, listen, we've seen giant sloths. We've done, but 10,000 BC. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And that, and that she didn't, that neither Eve nor stoner guy were like, when everyone's like, no, it can't be. That's not possible. They weren't like, what better explanation do you have? Yeah. Anybody? Which would have been my response. (laughs) I would have been saying to me like, what else do you think it is? Giant sloths, dire wolves, saber tooth tigers, guys. We got a limited number of options. We're in the Flintstones. Yeah. yeah, Or we're in 10,000 BC. Like, that's it. That's all we got. Yeah. And like, is the option we're already dead better? No. And you're not just in like fucking Zambia. Like, it's obvious that's not the situation. Yeah. And again, get on board. Get with the program. If they were dead and God is making them hand out bags of tortilla chips to ration (laughs) food. The Bible has left out so much information we needed that you have no, it's left out so much that you have no guidebook. Yeah. You cannot rely on that because clearly holes were left. Oh my God. And speaking of the Bible, my hypothetical incest cult, man, for a woman that does not want to draw attention to herself or her sister, she sure draws a fucking lot of attention to herself by being surly to everyone like and being fucking clearly in a weird ass cult oh my god yeah it's like hey how to not sell you were in an incest cult is to probably just talk to people like you're chill like they are and you spend your daily life like they do instead of being like you don't speak little sister you know what can happen it's like how about you teach your little sister some conversational skills so nobody wonders what the fuck you're hiding over there when she kept saying they won't understand and i was like holy shit jordan called it this is going to be this like weird dark turn in the middle of this the only other thing i can possibly think just to like maybe find some place is that they're somehow related to the prehist like prehistoric. And I say that you can't see them saying that with air quotes. Oh. Right. Like, oh yeah, like like they're connected to the, the group with the red hand. To the red handprint group. Yeah, that's my only other thought. Because right now you're completely right. This is reading like some sort of fucked up sister-daughter situation. Because it's it like dark. with the way that like, because dad gets brought up, like she says something about like her not talking to people. The older sister tells the little sister something about her not talking to people. And the little sister was like, that was dad's rule and he's gone. Older sister hauls off possibly it's, mom, fucking yeah. slaps her and is like, our father loved us. And it's like, oh my God. And like mm-hmm. our father loved us and like earlier he took care of us and then people wouldn't understand it's like you are giving me very troubling clues lady yeah all of all of the bingo squares on this one are just pointing directly to a bingo that suggests something fucking bad has happened in this family yeah it's a real change my mind situation like incest cult change my mind because that's where to me, the road signs are pointing at this point. And the reason they need to talk to little girl is because she goes into the woods and she sees a guy who's been killed by something we don't know, but she saw it. 
And she like, she was the last person to see this guy like on the ground and like went and alerted people. So the gap crowd gathers on this body and the reality index, the doctor's like, let me look around and see if I can examine him for a cause of death. And he's like, he, it could be electricity. He's got Lichtenberg marks all mm-hmm. over his body, which is the pattern that appears after somebody has been struck by lightning. Those are not fucking Lichtenberg marks. That eh. looks like his whole yeah. body looks like his veins have been pulled to the sur- whole body have been pulled to the surface and are about ready to burst through his skin. Lichtenberg marks almost look like tree branches. Yeah. They look it's, like they almost look like a tree branch is growing under your body and coming to the surface. It kind of like some the way you see like lightning strikes kind of spider it, yeah, out it's across the, de- the sky. It's the dendritic like fingers of the lightning basically yeah. going through your body. And like it looks very clearly and sh- they're all, the patterns are are almost like beautiful. Like in 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 images, you see it. Like they they look almost like elaborate tattoos that people have had done. This just looks like a guy's veins were about to explode out of his whole body. It looks like Event Horizon. It looks like Event Horizon when the little guy Justin goes out the airlock and all of his blood starts trying to escape his body. That is what this looks like. So the doctor's like, these look like Lichtenberg figures. It's like. Actually, they don't. I that I kind of was like, I hand waved that for me. That did not bump <laughs> only because I was like, yeah, that's what on TV Lichtenberg marks look like. Like that's sure. like on TV. That's what that looks like. And I'll go with it in the same way that like on TV being pre-med means you know how to do a spinal tap. Like that's yeah. just there are certain things we have to hand wave away. What I could it means anything more than you had a lot of science homework specifically. Yeah. But it, you know, that she, she's, that being pre-med means anything in, in terms of practical applications. I'll also go with like that, that whatever makeup designs they were choosing to do on that dude's body was just because they thought it would read better on camera. But when everyone was like, it reads, but when everyone was like, how could he be struck by lightning? There was no lightning here. And I'm like, did you guys all miss? Cause like when Levi or not Levi, uh, yeah, Levi's plane Mm -hmm. goes through the rift. Mm -hmm. It, um, much like giving birth. Causes a tear. <laughs> yes. And it does not enjoy that tear. And it causes like electricity and it does look like an Aurora thing. And there are sparks coming off of it. And everyone is looking up at it. Yeah. At the and campsite. fully causes an earthquake in, in, in Los in, Angeles in present day. Regular time LA. Which in a in a funny moment, also reality index, these Southern California kids, there's an earthquake. Dad Gavin runs into daughter's daughter Izzy's room and like cradles her in her bed. And he's like, it's okay, it's an earthquake. It's like she knows. Yeah. She's she, a she, teenager in Southern California. She knows. She, yeah. And also like, it's okay. It's an earthquake. Dude, she's got so much PTSD from the fact that she, <laughs> the last earthquake she experienced, her mother plummeted to presumably her doom, if not to yeah. another time period. Yeah. If not like, through a dimensional hole. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the problems she's having currently aren't with the fact that it's an earthquake. But- I a thing I love about mm-hmm. uh, Zira Gorecki as this character is that she seems to be the tallest person on the show okay. and is like taller than her dad yeah. is taller than everybody. I I love that they have to position her physically to make her to force perspective to make her look smaller. I love a tall lady. I, I, I know you lady. love a Debicki. I know. I know I you love a Debicki. A Debicki and apparently a Gorecki. It's working out great. Mm-hmm. And I am... 
I I love that how this show handles national security and government officials mm. when like the first time Gavin runs up to like the Homeland Security Secretary or something yeah. like that. There's no no, she has nobody no, to stop him. Yeah. It's her and one other government guy. There's nobody with an earpiece. There's nobody providing security in this extremely secretive and volatile situation. He just runs up to her. Yeah. There's like one guy who tells him later, like one security guard stops him later and is like, you really need to get over it after his wife fell to her presumed death minutes ago. And now he's like, well, I found a file in this woman's unlocked, unguarded office and it had my name on it. So I looked through it and nobody stopped me or checked. And I found a picture of her with this person. And I looked up her name and we're going to go find her. And the daughter's like, let's go. And so they just go on a fucking exhibition to find secret government people. Nothing gets in their way. No, nope. nothing. No government. No stops friction. Them. There's no tails on them. Nothing. No, Jordan, they're not being think- watched. This guy can see through time into the La Brea sinkhole into 10,000 BC, and he doesn't have 50 people watching him at nope. every minute of the day. He's, He's free to come the and go. Only as he civilian who knows what's going on. Nobody's tailing him. Did you think that she left the fire? Because initially I was like, that's some bad op sec right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then I was like, what if she left the file on her desk on purpose? So that put it past her. That's what I that was the only thing I could think, because otherwise it was a yes, it was one of those things. I was like, that was (laughs) so that was one of those. Well, we need it to happen. So it's going to happen. And I can't believe it. So instead, I must believe that she she knew that security was so lax. (laughs) <laughs> that she could leave such a file on her desk. He would be able to access her desk without any sort of based on everything she's seen. Or anything she has else. every reason to believe that's true. Yeah. And then no she just her. so happens to be at the house of the other field. I also like, I Did love that. Did that not look like he was file. arriving at a lesbian trip? Yes. Uh, well, I mean, my God. That photo of the two of them standing. So in his file is the two of them at the Mojave event, which yes. is like where the other sinkhole opened up. And, and there's a little them, sticker like, on the arms- photo that says fourth event. Yeah. Like to be specified to let us all know fourth time this has happened. Yeah. And so he in that photo, I was like, that's just such a cute couple's vacation. It's a, that's a couple's photo. That's it really photo. everything about it really does feel that way. Like they're just I don't know. I, I didn't do too much field work. Yeah. Um, we did the only time, like there were a couple times that we all posed for photos. <laughs> like we climbed up a sand, a really big sand dune and we all took mm-hmm. picture. We like three of that us took a fun, picture yeah. on top of the sand dune, but it was mostly to show how sweaty we were <laughs> right. because it was very hot. So I don't know how much scientists take those photos, then put them as keepsakes inside of their folders. Yeah. Um, but I'm so glad they did because now He's going to be part of a throuple. He drives out. I don't remember how he finds this woman's um, home address. Is na- it in the uh, file? The da- I think the daughter Googles. Yeah, just, okay. So the daughter Googles, Googles and finds the horse farm. The daughter, the daughter Googles to find this other unknown woman in this photo. This woman is a former government official operative secret person who knew so much about the Mojave event that when it had to be covered up and buried, they fired her ass and she has kept herself suspiciously findable considering, but like dad and daughter, they drive up to this house and before they can even get to the door, 
the government, Homeland Security, I think it's Homeland Security woman, which is that or Department of Defense, and mysterious scientist lady operative from the photo walk out together and they're like, hey, Gavin, because they know who he is. And it's like he has just inter they they live together, these women. I am gathering from this. This is their shared home and they're a couple and he has just showed up and they are like, we are going to tell you more secrets. <laughs> they welcome to the exposition <laughs> farm where we yeah. grow nothing but exposition. Premium grade exposition. And also have a barn in back with another plane. With another magic <laughs> plane she <laughs> this is plane. when that they is even better it this is this is so la brea i'm comfortable That's, saying at this point yeah. that this moment is maximum la brea yeah. they are like walking she's like let she has she says everything in a smirk this woman she's like mm-hmm. let me show you something and she's <laughs> got secrets that nobody like she's findable but she's got this really big fucking secret that seemingly nobody in the U.S. government would want her to have. And so they're like, they're walking to the barn and we get like a toss off teenager line from Izzy. And she's like, what is it, a horse? It's like, bitch, you know, it's not a horse at this point. And she puts her hand on a like fingerprint sensor scanner, opens it up. They go in. It's a hanger. She has another magic plane, but it's better Mm-hmm. Because when they bounced her off the case after the Mojave event, I don't know. She took a keepsake. She, she took a whole fucking <laughs> secret interdimensional Jordan. plane and no one stopped her. Okay, Jordan, I know it's been a while since either of us have been in an office. But <laughs> who among us, upon getting fired, hasn't taken all of the pens out of the supply cabinet <laughs> before leaving? She just took a bigger pen. She took the, <laughs> she took a Mont Blanc. She took the fucking diamond like if, encrusted Mont Blanc. I was going to say, this has, would be like if, when I, when I quit Cartier, if I was like, oh, thanks, have a good day. And then just started taking things out of the drawers and putting them in my purse. Taking the rarest things, yes. taking the one of one in the world things, <laughs> taking the fucking hope diamond with yeah. you. No one, is what no one she has any other questions There's in like, her yeah. very locatable home bar. She probably used one of her horse trailers to get it out. It's fine. No one noticed. And, 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 and DHS lady, Homeland Security lady is just like, she has a plane. And I like, I knew when they like, weren't letting us work. Cause like Levi's plane go, like disappears. And she's like, when they wouldn't let us send in another operation, I came to this woman. Cause I knew she was like, maybe the only other person in the world who has this technology. And the woman's like, and, and Gavin's like, yeah, but the other plane crashed. She's like, yeah, but mine's better. I've mm-hmm. made some adjustments. It's like with what money, this with is what information, this is so many questions, <laughs> tens of millions of dollars, like one F five. this is tens of millions. And this yeah. is, this is a magic plane this is a plane that goes through time and space yeah this is this is a a virgil from the core level of engineering we're talking about yes and it's in some woman's barn in what i have to assume is like somewhere out in hill country (laughs) yeah like ventura county somewhere maybe ventura maybe lancaster at the most like i don't know she's out 
out by outlet malls. Yeah, she is by outlet malls, ladies and gentlemen, in the Inland Empire. That's it's the only five hour drive assumption. from wherever they are in LA. So wherever she is from there, we don't know in what direction, but it is like, and is she working on it? Is she also a mechanic and engineer? I the mean, it's possible. Like she engineered she the horses been, to do it first. Is this just a DIY op that she's doing? <laughs> or does she have a fucking team? And they're like, well, we've got another one and we've got a pilot. Cause here you are. It's like, what are you going to do under the cover of night? Just fly this thing to Los Angeles yeah. and dive into the hole in the ground. <laughs> what think about the fact that it has to fly to Los Angeles to get to the hole? Because it's so what we've learned, what we learned from them is that the reason she so there before the in, during the Mojave incident, there was a another plane yeah. that yeah. went into the hole. Do and we she, think that's gonna be the community. Well, no. So that remember okay. they find that dead guy in the cave. So one thing we haven't talked about, there was a whole sequence in a cave. Ty and Eve get chased in there by a cave, by a bear, which, by the way, in general, don't go running into caves. That's not a good survival plan. <laughs> but in yeah, particular, if you're in 10,000 BC, when there was a, an animal called the cave bear. Yeah. Don't yeah. go running into caves, you guys. Like, and I also don't, know, don't assume that running from that bear isn't going to lead you to something as big and problematic as yeah. that inside the dark in cave. the cave just nothing good is going to be in that cave um and what we find instead of there being a horrible creature in the cave we find that there are two horrible creatures the heroin dealer and his mom <laughs> yeah worse. worse the characters that i just cannot wait to get eaten i know um, like i i just i know they're trying to give oh, us we like, learn we learn in a drop detail oh yeah the, the son is pissed off at cop mom because she shot and killed dad yeah, which I have to assume like dad was a drug dealer and this is the family business. Drugs. Yeah. 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 It's I, there are things I care less about in this world, but there is nothing I care about less in this show. Yeah. And cop mom I, and heroin son done. This yeah. plot is done. Yeah. I like, mean, like, I don't care what happens with like, is it, do we think it's going to become some sort of like barter trade thing with the, the handprint crap? Like they want opiates or drugs or something like, no, why is the heroin a plot? Why do, why is their mother son bullshit? Not, like we have a big enough ensemble. We don't actually need them. No, I want to know more about the gay couple. I, yeah. Get rid Give of me these the, people. We need the gay couple. I want the gay couple. I want to hear about the gay couple adjusting to this life. I want to know more about like literally anybody else in this world, except for this. So anyway, so the mother son are also in this cave, but we do eventually learn that there is, they find a skeleton of a dude wearing like a Mojave sweatshirt of some sort. Right. And he has shot himself in the head. Um, And all around him on the walls of this cave are like scratch marks marks to be like day number 380. Nine, like he was down here for a long time before he took that exit. Yeah, I gotta say, I, Jordan, would you, if you were transported into the middle of in a into a timeless place, mm. would you keep track of time? I don't think I because I I feel like it would just make me more upset. Yeah, like I think I it would just be like, I mean, if I get out, I get, but like I'm here, like I don't I don't see myself doing that. It's not like he. I don't know. I don't th- like I like I might keep a calendar just for like I I weirdly enough thinking back to to early covid days when like time kind of was meaningless and I was stuck in my God, yeah, it was. I the point of the calendar was a little bit of normalcy. 
Sure. And that's okay. the only thing I can think of is that I'd yeah. be like, for a little bit of normalcy, I'd like maybe make an actual calendar to keep track of where I am in the month. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but also like, yeah, I don't think I would keep like a, like the classical cartoon in jail. Yeah. Hash marks on the wall. Yeah. That I don't think I would wall. do. Yeah. That feels like a, that feels like a way to just really bring yourself down when you're having a hard day and you see all yeah. the marks on the wall. Yeah. That just feels bleak. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they, they, they find this body and they agree, like, we're not going to tell anybody at camp because we can't, you know, do that to people. And I think that's a reasonable choice. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think that's an exercise in, um, anguish. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a bit counterproductive, but it looks dramatic on the screen. So can't, can't argue with that, but we are like, we've covered in the show, like, like 48 hours, right? Yes. Yes. There has been, is not been a particularly long period of time. So we know it's been at least two days, right? It's been daylight night with the, with first medical emergency. Yeah. First medical emergency. Daylight night, second medical, medical emergency. <laughs> yeah. yeah daylight we're more again. than three days. In. Yeah. We're three days in. I think that's kind of where we're at at this point. Um, which, I kind of like that pace, honestly. Yeah. No, gives me gives me enough time not to worry too much about how bad all these people smell. Like, yeah, let's just do three. And like why how Eve's hair continues to be absolutely perfect in these conditions. She gets it wet multiple times and yeah, it dries perfectly every time. And you know what? Yeah, that's just the power of the clean air in 10,000 B.C. Uh, Yeah. Crisp. No, no, nothing impure. You know what I'm worried about plot wise is that we're going to send dad on the second magic plane. And like, there'd be no reason for Izzy to go with him. Like, right. it would be utterly unsafe. Like, I so think that's why you get, I think that's why you top have, side. Yeah. I think that's why you have Ioni Sky as her aunt. Right. Cause Ioni like, Sky, like we've got, she's, been, she's barely, shown up and had like three lines of dialogue. Right. But she's like Ioni Sky. She's like a fucking yeah. actress. We know. I just, I don't want, I don't want Izzy to get just like shoved on a shelf. Yeah. I I don't want brother to be down in 10,000 BC, like doing shit. And Izzy just like on the verge of tears all the time or something. I don't know. I mean, like this is not, this isn't a, this isn't a government operation. So I could see her being like, dad, I'm going with you. Right. If we don't come back, if you don't come back, I want to come with you because at least we'll be in 10,000 BC together. That's the only thing I can kind of think at this point, but also You're at the right. same time, like outside of government channels. But then if we do that, we don't really have anybody topside who's going to be because we're like to keep doing the cut, cuts back and forth that we know or care about particularly. So I'm uh-huh. really not sure how that's going to work because we- like I was thinking that maybe the whole show becomes 10,000 BC, but like it can't because we still need there's a bunch of mysteries we need solved that I don't think are going to get solved down down there. Do we and like. I'm wondering too, does this become a thing where like the plane makes it and like, do, do they get out, but they have to go back? Like, does this become, does this become a show where this port like sooner than I, you know, than seems likely does this become a show where suddenly there's like this gate and it has to like, there is a, there is a back and forth in it. And there is a reason they like, and, and for some reason they have to be in communication with the the group of people, the Red Hand tribe who's down there. Like, I'm very curious because if they get the ma- second magic plane down there and say it makes it and the plane is undamaged, is then it going to be like, oh, somebody steals the plane from them and then they have to get the plane back? I kind of like, I kind of, I kind of almost hope 
that they somehow get them back up in like episode seven. And then suddenly there's some cataclysmic new thing where it's like, we've got to go back in the hole. Okay. Here's what my thought is. Um, I kind of think that what's going to happen is some of them are going because that, that it's not like there's a, you know, they don't have like a minibus version of that plane. Yeah. You, can only probably, you can't p- fit people in there. Yeah. So, and they've already said the holes are going to close. And if, if they, and if they, if they fucked the second plane, it would be like, okay, come on guys. We already killed a plane. Like, are yeah. you going to, are you going to put another plane down there just to be like, oh no, we broke the plane. Like, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I think that it's got to be that like some people get out, but then Gavin is doing another flight and he's going to and Eve's like, no, I'm going last. Right, right. And then the the hole closes. Yeah, because like the hole closing that was just introduced mm-hmm. in these two episodes. And that is a key thing here. Yeah. Yeah. The whole closing. And then it's like because, you know, I'm not going to think too long term with the show because I'm not. Do we think this is As- like a show that got a front nine? And then it's not going to get a back nine kind of thing. No, this was I told I think I told, said this before in the other episode. Um, oh, no, I might have just told you this because this is when we when I went to Austin, I told you this. So when I was in Austin, mm. um, they had one of the writers had a he did a little like panel. Right. About the right. show. And one of the things he mentioned, or he mentioned they had a 10 episode order. And so I actually ah. asked him, I was like, did you guys know going in that you were going to have a 10 episode order? Or was that something you found out? Like, how did that change how you broke the storylines for the yeah. season yeah. versus something like Lost having a 22 to 24 episode season? God, yeah. And he was like, no, no, no. We knew going in, it was going to be a 10 episode season, which makes okay. sense. Like, that's how yeah. modern dramas work, except yeah. for like the procedurals. All the other ones have these like 10 to 12 episode seasons. But I, Jordan, it kind of sounds like, I mean, we're ignoring pretty much the entirety of the second ep- the f- the fourth episode's plots because there wasn't a lot they were we're missing the all the tromping through the woods parts which were really pretty boring yeah do you think we're ready to move do the reality dicks talk a little bit about our sponsor and then do some more speculating yeah yeah i i, I like i honestly stopped losing I, I lost track of what's three and what's four yeah so i don't even of- know where we're at in which episodes we've talked about yet well that's fine we'll figure it out after this word <laughs> folks Do you love movies, the good ones, even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? It sounds like Super Yaki might be the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much so that they've dedicated every waking moment of their lives to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts saluting the brave of us who go to the movies by themselves to comfy sweatshirts and aprons commemorating historic events like the night Florence Pugh made marmalade. They even carry enamel pins of some of your favorite directors like Hayao Miyazaki and Guillermo del Toro. Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to your favorite movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly 100% water-based inks and ships using compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. And as a special gift to you, listeners can save 10% on their order with code DISASTERDIVA, all caps, no spaces, DISASTERDIVA, at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies. Right now, up on the site, it was a booming October, and now I think they'll be transitioning into some kind of Christmas apparel. Yeah. And hey- They've even got prints up 
on the site now, which is, I think, a fairly newer feature. And it's pretty holiday themed. The ghost face print is sold out, but there is a Jennifer Jack print of our Lord and Savior, Jennifer Jack lighting her fire, her tongue on fire with a lighter, the famous I am a God moment. There is Casey Becker from Scream. So there are, there's, you know, you have your apparel, but then you have a little bit of, you have some extras here and there yeah, as well. Ha- it looks like they were teasing some Matilda stuff. It looks like they were teasing. Oh, you're right. The Matilda yeah, tease. It looks like they're teasing mm-hmm. a Matilda drop and it looked like they're teasing a Judy Greer drop, like really rolling out a fuller expansion on the Judy, Gr- Judy Yeah, Greer I believe canon. coming in 2022, I think Super Yaki teased on their IG story that they have got a, a line of Judy materials uh, on the way, which now that they are, the, the photo has happened. Mm. The real life crossover has happened. Jennifer Garner did post a photo of herself with her best friend, Judy Greer, each wearing the eponymous Judy Greer and Jennifer Garner best friend sweatshirts. So they have gone for everybody. I think they have, they have gone major. They've yeah. gone major. Um, I once had a photo taken of me wearing my, uh, Judy Greer should have been the lead t-shirt with Judy Greer Wow! because I wore it to the 20th anniversary screening of Jawbreaker at, and if I think it was a film independent theater in downtown LA and Judy Greer saw me, uh, held out her arms from a distance and said, Oh my God. And noticed my shirt before I saw her and then asked me if we could take a picture together. And that was like, almost four years now. That's amazing. I didn't know that story. It's one of my favorite night memories in Los Angeles. I then spent the rest of the night with Judy Greer at a drag show celebrating Jawbreaker. It was a great time. She was a hoot. But I only bring that up to say that when she saw that shirt, she was like, I've heard of these. Like it was, it, it was in her consciousness, but that was the first time she'd seen one. And now she is fully in possession of her own Jennifer Garner and Judy Greer's super yaki apparel. So it's really been a booming time for the super yaki brand. You know, I just want to say some, some podcasts, they get things like Casper mattresses. Yes. They have their, you know, home chefs sort of things (laughs) or Squarespace. No, we've got the official t-shirt and apparel company. Yeah. Of Judy Greer. Yeah. And I think that that's fucking, that's who needs anything else. Yeah, that's that's a brand of the people right mm-hmm. there. A brand with the people's actress um wearing their wearing their garbs. Yeah. So yes, superyaki.com, hit them up, use that disaster diva code. And then that we will we now will speculate further for yeah. Lavrea. Sure. So one thing that hasn't really been brought up in mm-hmm. the show itself, because they're also focused on how do we get out. Do you have any hypotheses on what is causing these events? Has that even like been a thing or like, has that been a thing you've started? I haven't thought about it at all. I haven't thought about it at all. Do we think that the tribe is connected to the things that are happening or are they just victims of circumstance? So I do really need them to clarify very quickly what exactly is going on with this group of people. It's enough. We've had enough of the like over the shoulder. Someone's watching. I just want to know if like our covering this podcast retro or covering the show retroactively is going to get us canceled because of its problematic representation of oh, the Tonga people. Yeah. Like, I just yeah. want to know are, how, how problematic are we going to get here? Because right now, like I was like, cool. It looks like a white dude. Then we saw the settlement and I was like, oh, those, those huts look just like 
primitive in a way that concerns yeah. me for sure. representation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because our our travelers, our adventure travelers, uh, Eve and crew, they have happened upon a compound of uh, of a tribal settlement with where, again, like, the red a, hand is painted on the archway. Where there's and a so, beacon from his plane is picking right. up the beacon a beacon inside of right radar has pinged from levi's downed plane to something mm-hmm. that is located within this uh compound of whatever this tribe is and the one guy we see wearing who's wearing the embroidered jacket he is a uh, he is a silver-haired w- white guy yeah so i just there is that that aspect of it to me where i just need to know like what are we dealing with here guys what are we dealing with here yeah, but that's interesting. So you think it could be potentially caused like that maybe this group of people somehow caused or is linked to? I'm so curious because it's like how because if, if that's the fourth event was the Mojave and that makes La Brea the fifth event. Is there actually a lot? Because this looks like a very established colony. Yeah. How many generations of settler is here? Like how how long what really was the first sinkhole incident? Like, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Where does the incest cult factor into this? I'm telling you, I think the incest cult is related, but I do think that all of this is being caused by like, I, I, I'm going to assume that this is somehow being caused by nefarious. Hollow Earth. I was going to, I mean, I thought it was Hollow Earth. I no longer think it is. I think it's nefarious. Right, I, I think it's nefarious schemers up top. Do you think it's government or private enterprise? Um, we haven't been introduced to an evil corp yet. No. And so, like, my my heart wants to say that this is related to the Hyperloop that Elon Musk is building. But I think he's a perfectly reasonable guess. I think that's a reasonable guess. Like, I mean, sure, it's not the Mojave isn't exactly Vegas where he's got uh, that like one mile boring tunnel loop go boring right. tunnel. But it could be. Um, so I don't I know it's not, but I want to say it is. I mm-hmm. think it I think it's government based, but I don't mm-hmm. know yet if it's. It, like they haven't set up enough going on up top for me to know for sure. I wonder if it will be, <clears throat> I wonder if this is like a naturally occurring phenomenon that has been catalyzed by some large force or mm-hmm. if it's totally synthetic. Yeah. Like, is it like, oh, we learned this thing happens and we like boost it using technology. Or if it's like we realized when we crashed molecules together in the Large Hadron Collider that we could make X and did it. And oops, like I'm are they trying to are they? Yeah. Are they trying to reach something that communicated with them from the other side of a dimension. And they're like, we need, we're trying to, we received a transmission or something happened. Like, what are they trying to reach? Cause I don't think it's 10,000 BC. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good point. Unless what the fuck would that serve them? Yeah. Unless they're just trying to get like resources from them. Like, unless true. like Like you said that clean 10,000 BC air. Yeah. What if they're like, what if they're like, this earth is dying. We need we're to trying to, to get yeah. to we're trying to colonize 10,000 BC and start over. Ooh. Oh, God, the time loop makes my head hurt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did enjoy the fact as I was watching it, I after Levi came out of the came out of the woods, having shot something that was running at him, I was like, every time they kill one of these animals, it's the first time that animal oh has ever in the history of history of its existence been killed by a gun. Yeah. 
And at one point, daughter of the doc, pre-med daughter gets swept up by like an anaconda movie size Mm -hmm. snake underwater and Levi, it's rolling her up. It's rolling her up. She's fucked. And then he dives underwater and shoots it a few times and it's killed. And you're right. They're just, they're already sweeping through the landscape. Mm -hmm. Just fucking guns, 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 guns. Like every single. And the thing is, this is the only time in history that any of those creatures will ever be killed by a gun. And like when those when those remain like it since he found yeah. since Gavin found his wife's ring that she dropped by the rock with the with the red mm-hmm. handprint on it. That means the bones of the things that die emerge in our present day. So if someone exhumed Possibly. that snake in the La Brea tar pits, it would have a fucking bullet. In yeah. It. So that actually would really fuck up. So here's the thing. The bones might not preserve because you you need to be under it, it needs to be very specific circumstance. Not all bones right, preserve. Right. Some just decompose. It needs to be covered very quickly with a, another sediment. There needs to be very specific things happening, but the bullet will main will stay. Yeah. So what that we can carbon date that, a bullet to ten thousand yeah. BC. They'll get really, and then they'll it'll just fuck up everybody's archaeology because they'll all be like, oh, this layer has been disturbed. There's a bullet in it. And so some of this must be some sort of a disturbed layer. I don't know how the bullet got here, but it must have been disturbed somehow. Someone shot it into the ground. So all the the bullets would actually probably be ignored. That's a good point. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. The bullets would actually probably be disregarded or be like, fuck, we can't reliably date any of this because we've got something modern here. So therefore, this earth has been disturbed since. Uh huh. Uh huh. And so we can't trust specifically where your area of expertise. This is yeah. This is like something I can actually speak to. Yeah. 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 So, but it, but, but the there, it is still. I feel really bad for all the animals that have no idea what the fuck they're going up against because they were not expecting to just breeze right through the Bronze Age and the Industrial Era and go right the fuck into guns. I hope that Izzy ends up in the BC timeline and like that her that her prosthetic saves her or something like that. She does something incredible and like saves everybody. Yeah. Like I want her to have, I want her to have a featured moment. I want her to get to do something fucking cool and heroic. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, son's down there doing stuff. I'm immediately forgetting. He gets, he he hasn't done anything really of relevance in his defense. He has been healing from a dire wolf wound, but also he's done nothing of relevance. And also uh, pre-med daughter accidentally totally outs the guys to the drug dealer. Yeah. When she's like, yeah, she's like, well, like I, I, I did a spinal tap from my dad. No big deal. And, they're, and, the, and the, the stoner guy's like, oh, we don't have to talk about that. And she's like, no, why? It was a group effort, man. Like, she's like, no, no, we all help. She's trying to, like, throw the props their way. And they're just sitting there looking at the drug dealer guy like, fuck. And then she's like, I would have never thought to use the heroin as a painkiller. It's like, oh, well, that's all coming crashing down. And that fucking guy, he later like throws an arm around Stoner. He's like, you're my best friend now because you know where you hit my drugs. And so I need to make sure you live. It's like you are really attached to these drugs in 10,000 B.C. Like you are really hanging on to these drugs in 10,000 B.C. What it's the very fuck optimistic are they doing you down for him here? to it think is. that he's going to get the that he, the drugs are going to make it back to the modern era. You are absolutely right. He's the biggest optimist in the group. Yeah, his commitment to those drugs suggests a certainty that he is getting out of here because can't really fucking do it. Like they should go empty that shit into a lake like that. They just get rid of that garbage entirely. He's like, no, no, no. These are this is my money. It's like, well, your money's no good here in 10,000 B.C., you douche. 
I mean, on, no, they shouldn't empty it into like it is their morphine. They're You're going to it is like he should not be. He, it should be kept. That's the one thing the traffic cop is good for. <laughs> yeah, the traffic cop should be guarding the heroin. What if they That's, just all turn into a but what if a plot point is that everybody's a junkie? I did actually. I was like, well, what if the dad becomes a junkie? Yeah, I was super into that for 30 seconds. And I was like, no, he's the only other capable dude in this whole show is what we've been taught. So he's not going to be, be wild. If you know a plot of this here. show seriously became like everyone's coping with addiction, I'd be like, oh my God, there's already so much. We've got we've got some sort of weird incest called why can't we also have dad jonesing for another hit of that sweet heroin? Like, my why not? God. My God. I mean, they gave him too much. So we could just and go he's there. Superman so far. So it seems like they're just setting him up for an imperfection of some kind. It's the arrival of Levi really threw into question pretty much everything I had anticipated for him as a character for the dad. as uh, a character. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I thought there was gonna be sexual tension with him and Eve. I yeah. thought that he was going to be sort of the co-ring leader. Levi is going to ro- fall into all those roles really fast. Do we think, do we think son Josh will soon find out about mom having an affair? At the pace because the they are doing absolutely they are doing nothing, nothing. to nothing. hide their shared glances like wow you guys are really playing it fucking cool here yeah no 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 the, the pace the show moves will have covered that by the opening moments of episode five <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's got to yeah. and like izzy gets down there and then josh whatever the son's name is i don't know if it's josh is like did you hear about how mom was having an affair with uncle levi like i'm waiting for that to be like her to be like oh my god you're okay i love you and he's gonna be like mom had an affair like i think i feel yeah. like that's gonna be the speed at which this information comes out. And then dad's going to be like, guys, look, I already know, but let's get over it. We have a lot of bigger problems right now. I bet you that in episode five, Josh gets pissed off at Levi and mom and runs off into the woods somewhere and is useless. Oh my God. Yeah. And they have to save him. And they have to save him. Despite the fact that like the, no matter how mad, like there's go sulk in the bus. Go sulk in the bus. There's so many cars to sulk in. Go sulk (laughs) in a car. You can lock the doors. Like just fucking do it. Yeah. But no, just, no, I, you know, I feel like we're going to I feel like we're going to get a teenager running off into the woods moment with this coming. You're soon. right. We re- we haven't had that yet. Yeah. And the little girl talks now. She broke. The yeah. therapist got her to talk. Um, And she was like an old man. Uh, I saw who killed the guy with all the weird body marks in the woods. It was an old man. He looked at me and then he walked away. So now her mother sister is pissed and she is completely paranoid, worried that people are going to find out about them, even though the girl said nothing about their fucking personal lives. Yeah. So I'm looking, she needs to get eaten by something older, like mother, mother, sister needs to get snatched by something yeah. in the woods. She's awful. There's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of characters who are, are clearly supposed to be red shirts. And yeah. Like baby Ruth guy's got to be one. Yeah. But it's not the ones I want to be a red shirt. <laughs> is really what it comes down to. <laughs> Like I have yes. so much more sympathy for baby Ruth guy than I have for um, cop lady or. her. Oh, son. yeah. None. None. For, I, none. For I, cop lady. I would son. also be really, really protective of my baby Ruth. And it's like <laughs> the best candy. But I would just be like, fuck, I'm never going to eat candy again. I'm either in the worst heaven ever or I'm in 10,000 BC or I'm in 10,000 BC. I'm not making it out either way. I mean, this fucking I would have. I'd, I would have just stood for the traffic cop and crammed the whole thing in my mouth. And been like, what are you going to do? You want it back? Like what you're right. taking? Like you're going to put me in jail. You're going to put me in yeah, the a real come jail? and take it moment. Yeah. Like, 
I and you know what I think? You know what I think they're going to find in that mm. tribe is mm-hmm. because the bullets are going to run. The, the guns are going to run out of bullets. The guns yeah. are going to be the you guns have an armory. Yeah, I think they're going to have like a stockpile of weapons like they however people have been ending up here. I feel like they've either assimilated into the tribe or the tribe has killed them. And I think they've been like hoarding their weapons. Yeah. And so I I think there's going to be some reason for there to be more guns in the show. Otherwise, I don't think guns would have played the role that they do so far. Yeah. Then just running out of ammo at a certain point and being like, oh, no more guns. It's like, then why have we been dealing with guns at all? (laughs) I think that's a good point. Um, I, yeah. And that makes sense, especially like that we know for a fact that military people have gone down there. Yeah. So, yeah, I would, they could have like a fucking nuclear weapon. (laughs) Gosh. Because we definitely would have brought a nuke to 10,000 BC for no reason. We would have been like, well, we're going into this hole. We should bring some WMDs, yeah. Like, who knows? <laughs> yeah, you, know, you never know what you need to blow up. Yeah, we, as we've well, learned from movies, disaster is everything. Yeah, you never know what you're going to need to blow up. And La Brea clearly has been taking notes on that. Yeah, no, I like that idea. I do. I, I I agree with you. I think that armory is a really good point. I I think we're going to get at least one guy who is just dressed like not dressed in their made up robes. Yes. Um, and is just going to be wearing like a bomber jacket and jeans. And yeah. he's going to step out. And that's me like the reveal is that he's going to step out from one of the huts. And yeah. then we're going to be like, and he's oh, going to be like, what? he's going to be Colonel Kursk. Yeah. Just like in it, like having yeah. his apocalypse now. Yeah. I was thinking, um, what's his name? Uh, John C. Riley from, from Kong Skull Island. But yes. yeah. 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 Just well, fully. Yeah. We're going to find out. Thank God. I know. Oh. I'm so glad I'm having a great time. I know I'm having a great time. I this uh, that's the thing when people have been like, should I watch it? And I'm like, I can't explain why. But yes, yes, just yes, just watch it. Yes. Like if you it's kind of like if you saw that trailer and you're like, I think I want to watch you do. Yeah. yeah. Like if you saw that trailer, you should know exactly what's coming and be like, either know for sure. Oh, that I'm not spending my time on that. Or like, oh, I'm definitely watching this. I I feel like it's one answer or the other. It's not like, you know what? Maybe something will surprise me after I watch that trailer. This isn't like a hidden gem. You guys, this, not everything needs to be squid games. No, let La Brea be La Brea. Let La Brea be La Brea. What, how pure Mm -hmm. this is. I'm adding that to the merch list. Honestly. I, I let La Brea be La Brea. I, I you know, for volcano fans and La Brea fans alike, mm-hmm. I feel like this is, you know, what a merch idea could be. Disaster divas, something that just says the Beverly Center, nineteen ninety seven. Yes, because as many people I feel like the last time people knew about the Beverly Center was nineteen ninety seven. <laughs> you guys, other than other than when it had made a few appearances in Transparent being mocked for how bleak it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make, make a total tangent to the Beverly center, but I, I, I just have to say that I was, you know, because it's come up on this podcast because of volcano, I was driving around the city with a friend who was in from out of town this last weekend and we drove by it and she suddenly clocked it and was like, that's a big fucking thing. And I was like, Oh, that's the Beverly center. There's no one inside. Like they, <laughs> They have spent all of this. They, they have renovated the they, shit out of that place. Yeah. There are so many restaurants mm-hmm. attached to the Beverly Center now. I was looking up restaurants over the weekend to take my friend in from out of and town. And like they're all located on the ground floor of the Beverly Center. And there which was is like the place two, in LA I want to eat the least. There were like two like recommended that were like part of the Beverly Center. I was like, and I, I ruled it out immediately. Mm-hmm. It could be like 
number one most desirable restaurant in the city. And if I looked it up and it was at the Beverly Center, it's not even far from me, you guys. I'd be like, oh, of course not. Absolutely not. Who the fuck do you think I am? I can't explain why, despite it being street level, the concept of eating in the ground floor of the Beverly Center feels to me like eating in the basement level of anywhere else in the world. But to it's me, absolutely it does. true. No, it's it's something it's so because psychologically it is, it's ground it's, floor there. You look, you see into them from the outside. They yeah. are essentially just like restaurants with they could have apartment complexes over them. You you see that all like just extra building space on top of it. But you walk by it and you're like, I'm not going to that fucking expensive food court. No. Something about it psychologically too, like I can feel the weight of the Beverly Center pressing <laughs> weight, down on the me. crushing weight of the Beverly. Center. I think it's because the Beverly Center, like you get windows on the ground floor. Yeah. And then it, everything and then above it is just poured concrete. This gray. None. It's like someone dropped this big gray cruise ship in it, the middle of West L.A. So much what it is like. You guys, there is yeah. no explaining the opacity of the Beverly Center. It's. I, it's like so, it. They did all these renovations yeah. and they put they no didn't windows add windows. In. I know that was always that was mind blowing to me that they did all these renovations and they didn't add a single. I mean, granted, the layout of the stores doesn't allow for that. Like you need to have a back of house like there's structurally it makes sense. I get it because you do need to have the back of house area right, you need to yeah. have like backdoor access. There's these tunnels that go through the back of it, but it just. I can't explain to you if the Beverly Center of- fell through the hole, no one would go to the Beverly Center to eat. <laughs> they don't have a food court anymore. It's a mall without a food court. It's which it's, is if, the, if, the darkest if the restaurants time. of the Beverly Center yeah. were the only thing in 10,000 BC. With they food. Still I bet you everyone would forget that they were there. Yeah. They, they, I, it could I, be I sitting was, right was, next to them and be like, oh my God, we better go trap. We're going to trap. Trap some rats, <laughs> trap some rats to eat, and people, and the, all who, the employees of Yardbird are just yeah, standing the there employees waiting. Employees of the restaurants would be there, being like, "Come into Egg Slut," and everyone would be like, "No, I'm sorry, we have to capture rabbits to to eat." What are you saying, Beverly Center? We we can't hear understand. you. All all it is is wah, 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 wah. like that's it. Honestly, the Beverly Center feels like someone has opened one of those time portals and just thrown you directly back into 1989 except once you go inside of it then all of a sudden you're like oh no 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 this is much too modern and horrible but because it doesn't have any of the kitchen charm of an of a mall from the 80s and 90s they've they've removed all that from the renovations <laughs> i but, and i think what we've arrived at is the inevitable conclusion amanda that me and you have to go to eat together at the beverly center <laughs> i think that our first live show ever should be held in the beverly center <laughs> A concept episode coming live from the, the Beverly Center in that like center area where those weird little elevators are that no one takes, you know, where there's the, the escalators yeah. on one side and there's the elevators nobody takes. Yeah. There's yeah. a pull-in area with giant letters that say like Beverly Center that looks like it's four luxury vehicles that mm-hmm. no one is ever in because no, no one is there. And and because no one's going to take the elevator all the way up because the elevators for something about the elevators feels like they could plummet to your death at any time. Yeah, um, it's, it's all wrong. It's so wrong. It's the and, most weirdly alienating mall. But in Jordan, the, middle the thing of a major that's so city. wild is that 20 years ago, I was there every weekend. I'm I mean, I'm like, glad to hear that for the Beverly. Center. In I'm the glad 80s there were and 90s, times. that was when you 80s and 90s. Like that was my childhood. Like my mom. I got my ears pierced at the Claire's. Yeah. I, I, my mom, I had a beeper that my aunt gave me for my bat mitzvah. 
deeper at the Beverly Center. And my mom would like drop me off at the Beverly Center and was going to beat me when she was there to pick me up. Yep. It was the the one two punch. You'd go there. You'd go there. You meet your friends, go up to the top floor. You'd eat your Panda Express. Yeah. You'd go to Mrs. Fields. You'd get your cookies and then you just work your way down. Yeah. I mean, classic. I iconic. Um, iconic that they no i do i think i think i think we have I talked ourselves we to, into a state oh for, for the podcast we need to go and to eat at the modern beverly center at one of these allegedly alleged restaurants i i haven't eaten at a restaurant in the beverly center since there was a luxor a lux cafe a grand lux cafe on the ground field floor trip. so Probably, Hell, yeah. I yes. think it might be a disaster. Can this be our first trip? So, guys, just for disaster divas at home, Jason Jordan and I have not been in the same room since in in a year and a half since yeah. March 2020. Jordan and I have seen yep. each other. None of us have seen Jason. No. So <laughs> no, what, Jason, no human being is seen. Yeah. He's starting to be a problem voice. with his girlfriend. Honestly, it's like, <laughs> what the fuck, man. <laughs> But he's like, Jason, don't next worry, time that you're personal, on this coast, no one has no seen, one's seen him. It's just, it's just his vibe now. Yeah. But Jason, when you're on this coast, we're going to go to, and by the way, guys, Eggslit is the name of a restaurant. For those of you who keep yep. hearing Jordan yell the word Eggslit out loud, yep. that is in fact the name of a restaurant. I'm just yes. enjoying hearing Amanda say Eggslit. For some reason, that word just like. No, she says it in out. a very specific way I'm learning right now. <laughs> really? It's bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Do I say it, it weird? Eggslit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. How do you there's say just it? something specific about the way you're saying it? Yeah, but it sounds just like there's, there's unique a couple, to you. I yeah, mean, it feels foreign in my mouth. Yeah, it's a weird what thing it is, to say because it's egg a slut. horrifying egg slut. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I had a conversation once with the director of the movie Dope, Rick Famuyiwa, about mm. egg slut. OK, yeah. That's- fun fact. That is a fun fact. Egg slut is a favorite of like industry people for some reason. It's it's the chance to eat garbage food at expensive prices, I think. And that's that's really like we're going to go to the Beverly Center and eat, ladies and gentlemen. And what I think we can guarantee you is that we will pay too much. Oh, yeah. Even if it's really good, even if it ends up being really good, we will pay too much. Yeah. No, we're going to pay downtown Disney prices. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we're going to go to L.A.'s downtown Disney, the Beverly Center. (laughs) West LA's down. No, the Grove, the Grove is LA's down. Yeah, the, the Grove Let's is down. Yeah. The Grove yeah. is LA's. Yeah, that's uh, you're absolutely right about that. I this will is... be, I will be back in LA like this month. So yes, all right, we'll then it's chance. time. It's time. Okay, we're gonna do this. We gotta go. I cannot wait for us to report back from the Beverly Center listeners. I Hell can't yeah. wait for us to just do record a full episode inside of Yardbird. What's funny? <laughs> Yardbird. I used Yardbird. to live like. I used to live 10 minutes away from the Beverly Center, and I don't even think I've ever set foot inside of it. Oh, I went in once to get a watch band shortened, and that's it. (laughs) This is this is so wild. Yes, we're doing a group trip, guys. I will take you through. I'll take you on a tour. I'll show you where the Bullocks used to be. There we go. I mean, whatever y'all want, where I can give you a full history of the Beverly. There used to be a movie theater in the Beverly Center. It was the (laughs) biggest. It had the tiniest screens. I have ever like little matchbox. And uh, now it's a Forever 21. Hey, but you know wow. what? I'm sure there was no ambient light getting in there. No, it was the darkest. <laughs> yeah. The darkest so. place you could be on Earth. Which, yeah. that I, I, I'm really excited for us to, to venture into these foreign lands. Okay. So we've got we've got this game plan. I think the fact that we spent this long talking about the Beverly Center suggests to me that we might be wrapping up this episode. Yeah. 
I think we, I think we have, I think we've done some good speculating on La Brea episodes three and four and where we're going to go into in episodes five and six. All right. So then we're not going to do episodes five and six next week. We're finally, so we had a technical difficulty of, as yep. you guys might've known, we, we teased exit after one of our last episodes and then we had to drop La Brea, we had to drop our La Brea episodes instead. Yes. We're going to have exit for you guys and you guys yeah. should really fucking watch it. Yeah. It's a great time. Hi, yeah. we're, it's coming with a high recommendation. Yeah, so definitely you guys watch it. Your homework for this week is to watch it, to rate and review us on iTunes. Yes. To share us with three friends. Please. And to drink water. Please can't do it too water. much. I can't mean, do, why not? I figured if I, was gonna, if I was going to be bossy and give a bunch of instructions people are going to ignore anyway, I might as well do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Great so bad stuff. at drinking water. Yeah. I, I saw, I went to a comedy show over the weekend and one of the comics was like, I drink water on accident. once a day when I take my antidepressants like and I'm not that bad but I kind of might as well be that bad so heed Amanda's word yeah that's you're drinking something right now is it water because I I'm yes I have to like this is this is a con it's not just like oh I just got this glass of water because I always have water around it's like you haven't drank water today so get the fuck on top of it (laughs) quick quick at the night times you have to pee a fuck ton before bed Mm, it's really stupid you're cameling with a child's bladder. Oh, this is great for you. It's good planning. Yeah. yeah. We're we're getting we're getting it's it's we're getting loosey goosey around the holidays, everybody. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, so Jordan, mm-hmm. where can we find you in the interview? You, you can yeah, I well, you can find me in in even more places than you could before. As always, I'm on Twitter at Jorker J O R C R U, uh, patreoncom cruciola. There is uh, the Ots podcast will be coming to its season two conclusion very soon, uh, but we're gonna do a little bit of a Christmas Tyrion for the month of December, where me and Sam are gonna talk about some Christmas movies. Um, th- and then I got a whole nother pod launching on a network, Maximum Fun. It is called feeling seen and it is me interviewing a different person each week and talking to them about where they have found themselves and found screen avatars in film and also talking about with a lot of people where they didn't find those people because uh screen representation has been so limited forever until like Mm -hmm. the last few days basically so uh, yet another podcast for you to listen to me talk on and i'm of course excited because talking is my favorite thing that i get to do Oh yeah. Yes. More, all the hours of Jordan in your ears. <laughs> yeah, man. You betcha. Can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> and Jason, where can we find you? Uh, y'all can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jason Halftones. Uh, you can go to uh, that might be cool.com for uh, this and many other amazing podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's all I'm going to say for now, I guess that's, that's, that's all I got. All right. And I am uh, Amanda Smith says on Twitter, and that's pretty much the only place that I am other than in my home most days. Please don't find me here <laughs> with her award for best dramatic feature in the screenwriting competition mm-hmm. at the Ooh, awesome film that festival. Is, yes. Mm. So me and my award are here. I'm just sitting here most days walking by it as it's just sitting out. because I don't have anywhere <laughs> to put it yet. It's you, and- your award, your dog, and definitely nothing else with a heartbeat. I mean, yeah, that actually that made me correct. Wow. You really managed to find a way to make that just sound creepy as shit. Thank you, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I guess I guess to the listener, that'll sound like nothing, but it was more just, I guess it was, it was for, for you guys. It was, that was, that yeah. was special for you too. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Which well, is what guys, most of the rest of the, which is what most of the end of this podcast has been. So we're just right. having I mean, a good time now. Yeah. It's every, the best 20 minutes of this podcast are always the 20 minutes after we stop talking about whatever we've been talking about. <laughs> yeah. and we that's just, where the, it's where the true disaster divas live. I, that's I right. Believe that's that. right. I, I agree. So, um, you guys can find us. We're disaster pod on Twitter. We're just, we're disaster. What are we? We're disaster underscore pod on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. And disaster girls at Gmail. Yeah. We're just, thank you. I got my booster this morning and it's kicking in. We're disaster girls pod at gmail.com and we're disaster girls on letterboxd. If you guys can rate and review us, give us five stars, give us a little rating. That is always super helpful and spread the good word. Disaster divas, please. We would very much appreciate it. Um, And then we'll see y'all back next week for 2019's exit. Bye. 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 That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>